0: 20 year reunion. I'm David Roush, And I'm Paul C Fuentes. Awesome. Speaking of awesome, who are we talking to today?
1: Well, I can't recall how many times like we asked a lot of the similar questions. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to who we are, I promise. No, I
0: like I like this this build yeah. up. This is good. Well,
1: Go we ahead. we ask a lot of similar questions while we are interviewing people, not the exact same ones, but one of the questions we would often ask, who is one of your favorite teachers? And we had a lot of different teachers come up. But I would have to say there was a name that came up the most. Wouldn't you say? Yes. That's who we're interviewing today. Boom. I mean, I don't know if we should. <laughs> do we should? It's probably in the title. It's, so, it's like, probably they, in the title. I think they, they already know who now. <laughs> they already know who that is. Unless somebody is so like into our podcast, they want the surprise, the mystery. They don't even look at the title. <laughs> I don't know if they can do that without... Just
0: autoplays. It could be auto playing mm-hmm. right now.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Someone's on a run. They're they're doing a marathon. What there if someone go. ran a marathon? To 20 year reunion. Mm. I want to say to that person running the marathon right now, keep going. You're you're
0: doing you're doing great. I know you're keep tired. Running. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Just one foot in front of the other. Try not to think about it. Focus mm-hmm. on this interview. And mm-hmm. before you know it, you're gonna be like five miles further by the time it's done.
1: Keep going. And maybe you're not running a marathon. Maybe you're just out for a walk. Maybe you're training for a five K. Whatever you're doing, you're doing great. Keep moving. Just keep going. So proud of you.
0: Wow. Paul is the encouraging father you always wished
1: you had. Yeah. And you know who I would say someone who's encouraging? Mr. White. Whoa. I think Mr. White would, if he was on this podcast with a, he will be in a little bit, but if he was on us right now, he'd be saying the same things. He really would. encouraging guy.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Be cheering you on. So it's pretty much like you have Mr. White or coach white. As many people knew him cheering you on for your marathon or your run or your walk or your drive or doing the dishes
1: Whatever you're doing just, right now. We're just sitting there. Yeah, we interviewed Mr. White. It
0: was it was great to connect with him again. So here's what here's what I'd say. I thought it was super interesting Please. because it is, you know, relationally as we are to our, our high school selves 20 years out, he's right about that from where we are right now. So we're, we've been looking 20 years back and this was an opportunity to look 20 years forward and get the perspective of someone that has been where we are right now. And kind of give us a a hint of maybe how life continues to change and how you evolve in your thinking. Yeah. Love it. And there may be a big announcement. You're just going to have to stay tuned throughout the whole episode and we'll see if it's there. Big announcement, perhaps. Cool. So we've built this one up a bunch. You ready for this? Let's get into this episode. Do it. All right, Mr. White. How are you doing? I
2: am doing wonderful. I could not believe that it's been 20 years. This is crazy.
0: Yeah, it is crazy.
2: Oh my gosh, it is. I'm excited. I really am excited about this.
0: Awesome. So are we. I love the enthusiasm coming straight at us at the very beginning. <laughs> this, is, this is fantastic. Thanks so much for, for making the time.
1: Are you coming live from WBHS there?
0: I am. This is my classroom. Yep.
1: Where's your classroom located right now? My classroom is where the
2: <laughs> the self-contained students used to be over by the auto shop. Okay. Yeah. Actually, today I got a, a certificate for the completion of my 30th year here at Oldbrook High School. Wow. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Started when you were 15, huh? That's a really young yeah. <laughs> really young teacher. Yeah,
2: that's what they all that's what they all say. All
0: right, so let's let's jump back. We told you a little bit about the people we've been interviewing and we like to talk to them about their high school experience. So your high school experience was a couple years before us, but just for the fun of it, we're going to ask you some of the same questions. And our favorite one to start with is asking you to describe yourself, your high school self.
2: To tell you the truth, actually, at one of our reunions, I was the least changed from high school ah, till now. Wow! I seem to get along with everyone. I want to get to know people. I want people to open up to me. I like to f- make people feel comfortable around me. And I, I think that's one of the main things that I, I had. And I think it's a tribute to my parents and especially my father who instilled that in me get, you know, to work with and not work for. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things, you know, I, I played sports and I was involved and people knew me. And, but for the most part, I think it was just getting along with people and getting to know them and, and and socializing with, pe- with people. You know, I, I did have a, a lot of, social events that I would go to in in high school and people would invite me, which made you feel good that people would want you to be there and stuff. So I I think that's probably the biggest personality. I did play football. I went on to college and played football in college and such. But I think that was one of the biggest things that I remember about my personality. And I think one of the things we always had, like, I think your years, too, you had most outstanding, senior, most likely to succeed. The award they gave me my senior year in high school is Mr. Personality. Mm. I don't know. I can see it. Sure. How yeah. To take that, but I, I, I put it on my list of accomplishments, Mr. Personality. So
1: there's so much to dig into there. I'll start easy. Football. What position did you play?
2: I played offense and defense, tackle.
1: And then when I went to college, I played defense and tackle.
2: Where did you go on to college to play? I went to Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, and at the time was rated as one of the top party schools in the nation.
1: Social event schools?
2: <laughs> exactly. All you reading <laughs> between the lines, social events.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. You were there to meet people and to make them feel comfortable. Yeah. And
2: that was one of my goals, and I did.
0: Good, good job. So as you were graduating high school, what were your goals for yourself, kind of for life going forward?
2: You know, you you play football and people talk about football and you want to play football your whole life. And, you know, that we all realize that's not possible. But I think going back to it, it was always to be in a position to help others and to inspire others in some way, shape or form. And so I certainly didn't think I wanted to ever be a teacher. Main reason at the time probably was they weren't making a lot of money. And then I realized, one, they can make a decent living, and two, they can change your life as much as you can change theirs. And I think that's one of the things that I really, truly have hold on, held on to and has made me a better person, a better father, and a better teacher is, is learning from my students and hopefully giving back to them all the importance of life. So,
1: Yeah. Can you connect those dots? When did you kind of decide, was it not until you graduated college or moved on past college or in college, you start thinking maybe teaching?
2: I actually never thought about teaching in college. When I got out of college, I started coaching freshman football here at Willowbrook. Hmm. And I got to talking to people and they said, did you ever think about teaching? And I said, no. They, and they almost to a person said, you seem somewhat natural at coaching, which is much like teaching. And then that's where I connected the dots.
0: I didn't realize. So you were you were at Willowbrook coaching prior to just not a teaching position at all, just there for coaching. What were you doing outside of coaching?
2: I worked for United Airlines for four years.
0: Oh, really? What did you do for United Airlines?
2: I was in charge of miniature liquor bottles. The ones that go on a flight, I was in charge. Social
1: events, right.
2: Why does everyone laugh at that? Social <laughs> it's, it's,
1: yep. it's It's interesting. I'm that's seeing all. a path. Yeah. I'm, seeing, yeah, I'm seeing a connection here.
2: Yes, you're seeing a lot of relativity. <laughs> just it all relates. You bet.
0: <laughs> all right. So a few years into coaching, someone plants the the teacher idea. It resonates with you. You go back to school. You get a degree in teaching, and then just continue on at Willowbrook. Just get yourself a teaching job there. And
2: yeah, I get a teacher. I, and somebody asked me the other question. You know, why Willowbrook? And and my response back is, why not Willowbrook? It's my home. It's where I'm most comfortable. It's I know the clientele. I've lived in Villa Park my entire life, and I think that's something special too because what I just realized when you all brought up the, the 98, 99, 2000, 2001, I went and found the yearbooks. And those are the thing. I, I start seeing the people and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, oh, oh I remember my class, my, I'm coaching I am hallways. and then I see them outside of the building. And I've I've also realized that I have a number of your classmate students now. I have their kids now. Mm. Their kids are coming into my classroom. And and the thing is, hey, you had my mom, you had my dad, is and I'm like, oh wow. (laughs) You know, it, it is amazing.
0: What do you remember, if anything, from from our years? Again, knowing you've you've been through a bunch of years and a bunch of students, but any memories that pop out for you?
2: It's amazing to me that how people in years, how they just seem to mesh together. And not that there's one thing, but going through the yearbook, picking out people and just saying, you know, I know, I remember them being in my class. I remember the conversation. You know, I remember Paul being in a class of, uh, in my speech class and him challenging me with something. We had a great conversation. And, and, and those are the things that I guess, keep me going. And Dave, you were in my class, and you know, being engaged and being active and, So, I don't think there's any one thing or one event or anything specific, but it's just seeing the faces and and how memorable those people were and are. So, when you two got the email to me, you know, popped right in my head who you two were. And and it's awesome. And then I go through all these other names and faces and I'm like, I remember, I remember, I remember. And and at my age, that's a good thing. That's a good thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, we exited. And things have continued to change at Willowbrook since. Any anything you can think of, big stuff that's that people would be interested in hearing. That's changed at the school.
2: Well, we still run the regular speech and the speech tech class.
0: Okay, now so I am super interested. What's what speech
1: tech look like now? Google Slides and PowerPoint are still used,
2: but for the most part, the the, the curriculum is the same. Just trying to bring it more updated technology into it. So yeah. Uh, some of the other changes, obviously, through the building construction, there's more. it's more of an industrial look. We do not have a second floor library anymore.
0: What did that space become?
2: That is the department shared by social studies and math.
0: Is the change in the library, is that just a reflection of kind of the diminishing importance of physical books and more just technology so it can be put into a smaller space?
2: Yes, exactly.
0: That's exactly it,
2: which is somewhat disappointing but necessary
1: yeah because our upstairs library was mostly i mean there were little books but there was still it was a computer lab up there as well while we were there and then my other question about speech tech was is there still like a computer lab because like we we did speech tech most of our tech work was done in a computer lab
2: we do have the split class where they go to a tech they go to a computer lab and work on it with the teacher they come to my class learn the speech aspects, and then they give the speech with me.
0: Do some students, do they bring laptops or tablets or anything like that to class or is it?
2: Yeah, the, the students were all given, all freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and seniors for the last two years, when they graduate, they keep the computer. So they had access to a great deal of information. So going to the library, going to a lab is not as much in existence anymore because you can do it in the classroom with the Chromebooks.
0: How do you think it's changed being a high school student, say, 20 years ago when, when we were there versus now?
2: I think the biggest one and my biggest concern, and I share this with all my students, I would say over the last 15, 20 years, the lack of social interaction, human interaction, face-to-face interaction is concerning to me. Because literally every kid who comes into my classroom, sits down, pulls out the phone, and it's TikToking, Instagramming, Snapchatting. You name the platform, they're on it. And they're not talking to each other. I have to, I have to literally tell them, put your phones away and talk to person next to you. Because they're losing that that social art, that art of human interaction. However, the silver lining is you can reach out to more. I guess the, the downside is, and, and we've all seen it in the news, is the bullying online or the people see literally everything going on and people share everything that's going on. And I'm like, why are you doing that? That you don't need to, do <laughs> you don't, you don't.
0: So, Some questionable decision-making there.
1: It's, it's 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 Maybe I'm old school. We're getting old school as
0: the years go <laughs> so by here. Yeah. We're working on it. <laughs> so last thing on speech tech nowadays, what is being taught in school around the appropriate level of clip art on a slide?
2: Oh God. I still am telling kids less is better. Some of them, I get to a point where I almost have to say, I'm done. I can't do this. Turn it off. (laughs) But for the most part, they're being taught the appropriate number. It's it's mind boggling sometimes trying to get in the mind of a kid trying to put that together and going, what were you thinking? Simply explain to me what you were thinking. And the the, the typical response is, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking.
0: So you've said that you have the children of some of our classmates in your class now. People like Paul and I don't have high schoolers yet, but we'll get there. What advice do you have for parents of high schoolers?
2: Be involved. Don't be the helicopter parent where you're always on. You know, Let them be them. Be there to support them. Be there to pick up the pieces. They're going to make mistakes. And and I tell kids this all the time, listen to your parents. They're trying to help you avoid what they went through but they also want to share what they went through. And that's what I tell parents all the time. I said, be there for them in the athletics, in the activities, whether it's theater, choir, just be there for them. They know when you're there. They also know when you're not there. Mm. And even if they're not the starting persons, just being there to support them always. And let them choose. Let them choose what they want to get into. I always say it's their life, you know. The best advice I can give people is what I, I said to my father: "Is my father never told me what to do? He lived his life, and I watched."
0: That's great. What do you know now that you wish you would have known when you were our age, around thirty-eight?
2: Be a sponge of, of information of, of life. Just oh, just be open to so many things. Don't close any doors. You know, open as many doors as you can. You know, it's kind of like on a computer with all your files open. And I know how crazy it can be. But I wish I just would have learned more, been more willing to take it all in, stop, and, and, and take it all in. Mm. I wish I would have known at thirty eight that I, I'm learning more and more as my my two children, I, children. She's one's a four year teacher at Naperville North, and my daughter's just graduated from Illinois State, and she's going to be a teacher too. So, oh, it's I know my son was born. My son was born the year you all graduated 2000 or the year before 2000 so yeah
0: wow so as you give that advice is that are you reflecting and saying you were too focused on some things and and just weren't open to as many new things as you could have been
2: yep and and not, and not being willing to do other things my son was involved in sports my daughter was involved in theater i started going to the theater what a, an awesome experience i started going to some of the choir things. What an awesome experience! And, and back then, you know, nah, nah, nah. You got time for that? I don't got fun. Oh my gosh! it's just take some time, yes,
0: and share it with people. That's good to hear. As as we reflect ourselves and as we talk to classmates, absolutely. There's a, I think there's a little bit of a tendency to say, "Hey, we're 20 years out from high school. Now we've got it figured out, right?" But just remembering, yeah, we're st- we're still in process. Right. So I appreciate the the wisdom you know, we've, we've clearly, Mm -hmm. clearly changed over 20 years, but there's just so much more. So yeah. Thank you for that.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think often, like, as I've been doing all of this, I really noticed how like our circle of attention, that the things that we take in almost get wider and wider from very narrow in high school to like where we are now in 38, like we're much more concerned. But I think as you, as hopefully, as we continue to grow older, that, that expands even beyond our family into our community and caring for that as our kids grow older, etc. Where you're looking at yourself right now, and, and you talked about taking it all in, what are you trying to actively improve on right now? I
2: think awareness of things going on. I'm going to say in the world, I get that. But more in the community. We have such a diverse community, and that community is part of what I do at the school. The, gender, ethnicity, cultural differences and changes over the constant years and the racial makeups and things going on in the world and how they affect, just to be aware that there's things going on outside your world, African-American student population at Wilberg High School, what they are going through, that my class typically means nothing compared to what's going on in their life the Muslim community, the the LGBTQ community, what's going on in their life that is my class so important that erases all that or how can I bring that into my classroom and how can we share and how can we become aware and, 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 and understanding? I think that's the word I'm looking for, is truly trying to understand where people are coming from. What do you mean you can't give a speech? I've got more students now that are going to therapy than ever before. And the thought of giving a speech doesn't enhance that anxiety. <laughs> I got to come to a reality check that what can I do to help that?
0: So as you try to improve that understanding, Mr. White, what are some tangible things that, that you're doing to achieve that?
2: Trying to change the speech topics to allow students to do that, to talk about their differences, to talk about people's misunderstanding of them, their culture, their ethnicities their gender. Try to create an environment that is comfortable, protective, and meaningful to everyone. So everyone has a chance to speak, but also a chance, maybe even more important to listen.
1: To listen. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think that is flying in the face of what I'm seeing in the world right now. So to hear that you're taking steps like that, I think is, that's huge.
0: Thank you appreciate that. Your name comes up frequently as a favorite teacher. How do you think you end up on that list? Money. Bribes. Are you you bribes? Candy? Food. Food. Okay.
2: You bet. I like to think that I have allowed students to be them. I've been there for them and to give them opportunities. I think it's not that you're right and I'm wrong, or I'm right and you're wrong. It's trying to understand each other, and I think that's something that's been instilled in me for my entire life is trying to understand where people are coming from, and and it's okay if we have a difference of opinion or a different view of something because of age or because of you know my position here at the school, whatever the case may be. And treat people like human beings. I think the reason my name may come up on the list is because. I live in the area, and I see people outside the school, and I treat them with respect.
0: Paul, I'd be curious if you had any thoughts. I w- as you were, were speaking, Mr. Way, I was trying to think if I agreed with your answer or not. You know, as as someone that's not there every day, I think it's right. I, I would guess, though, that there's probably a lot of teachers that that carry that similar attitude, right? Yes. Who are trying to help mm-hmm. students doing the good. And so I was thinking to myself, mm-hmm. like, what makes him stick out above others in people's mind, years later, and I think, I think it's probably a combination of what you said, but then also just your enthusiasm, as kind of an amplifier to that, right? So, there's probably a lot of people and teachers doing it quietly, one on one with students, but then you're just a force, right? At the at the school, a lot of personality <laughs> and a lot of enthusiasm, and so I think bringing the goodness with that sort of amplification is likely to to put you higher on the list.
1: Yeah, I think you're. I think you're a great balance between the outward and the inward. So like you would always bring the enthusiasm on the big things that we do. You would take the mic, you would do a pep rally. You were present, you were at the big things. But but the things that not all people can do is you can do the other thing as well. As you can listen, you can be there. You you make people feel as though you're really focused on the person when they're in front of you. And so I think that that balance, and it's not against other teachers, other people. Like not everyone no, has so. both of mm-hmm. those gifts. And sure. to be someone that has both of those gifts within a school is awesome. This isn't just a job. It's a vocation. It's a way of life that you've you've taken on. And I think that that, that shows from the big things down to the little things.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Paul's all, always way better than I am in, in summing things up. I, lo- I love his, his reflections. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well done. Well done.
0: So another favorite question that we ask is, what do you think your eighteen-year-old self would think of your current self?
2: I'm going to use what I what's on my shirt. Pride, absolute warrior pride, absolutely part of Woolerbrook. There are currently approximately 18 teachers at Woolerbrook that are former graduates. More than half of them are my former students, and it's it, it's incredible to think that at 18, when I was 18, to think that I'd be doing this now. I think pride has a lot to do with it, of what Woolbrook prepared me for and then allowed me to come
1: back and continue. So with that with that dynamic, are you kind of like a godfather figure? Like, can you call in favors? Actually, I am the the oldest and the most
2: seasoned. I have the most seniority. And with that...
0: So yes, that's no, what I'm saying. <laughs> there's nothing <like> <laughs> You're not seeing those, the lines. Those who aren't seeing the video right now, was yes.
1: <laughs> he was nodding yet. Yeah. No, I'm just
2: joking. No. <laughs> no. Here, here's the thing about it. You know what it is? It's the respect I have for everyone and they have for me. And, and and it's a respect thing that we have for each other. It really is. I don't walk around with any more or any less pride of being at Willowbrook or being a Willowbrook grad than teachers who didn't graduate Willowbrook, but are still here and still doing their very best. And I'm just proud to be part of it.
0: I really am. Mr. White, do you have any regrets from from your time teaching?
2: I personally don't have any regrets. And I guess I would just look back on and say, question, was I able to reach all my students? Did I do enough to prepare them? And I guess that's always a challenge for any teacher, regardless of what, you, what subject matter you teach. Did I do enough to prepare them for what they're going into? And I guess if there's any regret is I hope I didn't miss out on anything. You know, I didn't read a particular student well enough to know they're struggling and wasn't there to help them. So
0: that's a really high bar to hold yourself to, given the volume of students coming through and the magnitude of, of every student's life, right? I yep. think it's a, exactly. it's a worthy goal. Thank you. So, what's next for you? Thirty years. Woo. Are you going for forty?
2: Three? No, three more years.
0: Okay. I okay. retire. Thirty-three.
1: Pippin. Okay. Scotty Pippin's number. Good job. You bet. And we'll
2: and we'll see what happens from there. Really. Do I come back and help out in some capacity?
1: Do I mayor become mayor? No. <laughs> Can we break that here? That you're going to become listen, the mayor Paul. of Villa Park? Is that no? <laughs> Can we
2: start this campaign? Our principal just said that today. He said, and he's the unofficial. He said that today in front of the whole school. I'm like, no, don't be I didn't me. even no, know I that.
1: Not. I think, I mean, uh, I have no. That's a sign. I think
0: it's a sign. Mr. White, oh, yeah, it's sign. coming from multiple directions. No,
1: I will run your your Indianapolis campaign office. No.
2: no. No, th- th- can, it stops here. You got three years. You can connect not with more gone. people. No. You, you got can got make years. Feel good. I'm contemplating exactly what I'm saying because you're saying you're going to edit this and you'll put some <laughs> collage thing together and come up with some <laughs> no big horns. No, no. We can no, pick un- out, we can unrelated.
0: Go. Can you just say I'm I'm pleased to announce? Can I just get that sound clip real quick?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not, no no, uh, no I, I can't even i won't even hesitate I, I won't even hesitate no
0: okay all right all right although no, that's what everyone says not, before no, they announce so no,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no exactly. absolutely not oh man But thank you and it's going to be hard um you, you spend your whole life and you've committed your life to doing this and i i really don't know what's going to happen after three years i know it's time i know that i love what i do don't get me wrong i am completely and utterly passionate about what I do and what I teach. And, you know, as I tell people, I don't teach a class, I teach students. And they have made my now 30 years going on 31 with coaching and activities and sponsorships and everything, not only unforgettable, but something that I I have never, ever regretted getting into.
0: You mentioned knowing it was time out of curiosity. What are the factors that go into deciding to hang up the hat? after a great career like this
2: age time with my wife who has sacrificed so much spending time with my kids yeah just time because i I've spent i spend a great deal of time at school under many like you said different hats and it's time to hang those hats up and dedicate my life to my family a little bit more a lot more as a matter of fact
1: how old were you when we graduated in oh one that would mean I don't know how old you are right now because I could just minus twenty. But, 30, 30, so just minus twenty from. What I'm fifty-seven. Paul. So you were in, you were like thirty-four when we started. This is
0: right about the age we are now? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to kind of think about that from that
0: perspective. Is there anything that we should have asked you or that you'd, you'd like to talk about before we wrap up?
2: No. Like I said before, you know, from the day I started teaching to now and having the most students in Willowbrook history come through my classes, they start mending, melding. and. and but the one thing I do remember is you all bringing some passion to Willowbrook High School and always wanting to do more and to be better. And look where you're all at now. So I'm glad Willowbrook was part of that that journey to where you're all now. I really do. And I wish you all the very best and be the best you you can be
0: thank you very much Thanks. look forward to your your mayor announcement in a few years yeah in the meantime (laughs) enjoy the final year's teaching and hope we can connect again soon
2: thanks for the opportunity guys i really do thank you for the opportunity